1 Corinthians 12. We talked about the we've been talking about the gifts of the Spirit, and we attempted to do the second part of the gifts of the Spirit two weeks ago, and I had something else. And so now we're finishing it. So we're on, on the gift of the working of miracles. And um, I defined I defined miracle a, a miracle as this: a supernatural intervention by God, a supernatural intervention by God in the ordinary course of nature. Okay, and and I and I talked about I talked about a miracle based on this definition versus a, just a natural miracle or a general type miracle that people talk about when something awesome happens. And it's miraculous in its nature, but it's not the miracle that we're talking about right here. When, when if you're standing up here at nighttime, sometimes as the sun goes down, I mean, it sets, you can be looking through the arches that we have in the front of the building here, and I mean, it's just spectacular. And someone could look at that and say, that's just a miracle. Yeah, it is in, 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 its, in, in its foundational state, it's, it's miraculous, okay? But it's not, it's not something that God intervened in on, on a specific day. It's something that is the norm. It's what happens every day. The sun goes down every day in that direction, and it comes up in that direction every single day. Even though it's miraculous in its nature, I mean, the scientists can't even figure out how the moon and the sun actually even exist up there. How do they, how do they what looks like hang up there in the sky? They can't even explain it. I mean, you know, you, you can somewhat explain it, but not thoroughly explain it, because, because it's miraculous. But the Bible says it's there. And you know what the Bible says about the sun and the moon? They're there to remind you of the covenant you have with God. So every time you look up at the sun, ah, just remember, <laughs> you have a covenant with God. Amen? Every time you see the moon there, and it's there, and it's not, I mean, it, you don't, I mean, it can be a cloudy night and you not see it, but it's still there. It's still there. See, that's not, that's miraculous in its foundational state. But it's not a miracle like what we're talking about in, in this gift of the working of miracles. So remember that. A supernatural intervention by God in the ordinary course of nature. So this gift is mentioned as we're reading. And these gifts are, as we've talked about, uh, chapter 12 and verse 1 now, concerning spiritual gifts, I don't want you to be ignorant or unaware. Um, there are diversities of gifts in verse 4, but the same Spirit. There are differences of ministries, but the same Lord. There are diversities of activities, but it is the same God who works all in all. But the manifestation of the Spirit of these gifts is given to each one for the profit of everybody, not only yourself, but of, of, of all people. To one is given the word of wisdom, and so on and so on. And in verse 10, to another, the working of miracles, is, which is one of those gifts. But one, verse 11, but one and the same Spirit works all these things, distributing to each one individually as the Lord wills. 
So these gifts of the Spirit are manifested and they work through us to profit of the people. But they, they work as God wills them to. We talked about in the, in the first time that we discussed this, we talked about how vitally important it is that we learn how to hear the voice of God. We know, we know how to hear. We, we develop faith in God and confidence in God that when he's speaking to us about one of these gifts, that we open ourselves up to be used by God to profit humanity. Humanity is supposed to profit in, in these days in which we're living in. And I believe, honestly, I believe that some of the greatest days on planet earth are before us only if the church does what the church is supposed to do only if the church does it see the bible says darkness covers the earth and deep darkness is on the people and we've seen it and we continue to see it those kind of things but the light that it was on jesus that empowered jesus is the light and the empowerment that he gave to you and i he got it he gave it to us, Now we're to do something with it. And if we'll continue to do by developing our faith and developing our relationship with God and our ability to hear his voice, there's no end to the things that can happen. There's no end to it. Can you say amen? amen. Um, so, I just want to go through a couple things and read several examples of this gift in the Bible, and then we'll end with a couple of things. Like I said... I don't have much time, but I'm going to stop right about five, between five and ten after, so that's the time I have. Um, uh, so, I, wanna, I want you to see a difference. The, the, actually, it would really profit you if you read the whole 27th chapter of the book of Acts. But I don't have time to do that. But I want, to, I want you to see the difference in the gift of faith in operation in the Bible and the gift of the working of miracles in operation in the Bible. And, and, and if you're taking notes, it would be good for you to write these couple of things down. Um, The gift of faith in operation takes you through a situation and in most situations takes you through it unharmed. The gift of faith does. The gift of the working of miracles delivers you unharmed from the whole situation. And there's a story in the book of Acts in, in, in the 27th chapter. Paul is a prisoner and they're taking... They're on a voyage to Rome. They're taking him to Rome. And, and, and there's a, bunch of, a number of other prisoners, a lot of car going all on the ship. And um, in verse 1 it says, And when it was decided that we should sail to Italy, they delivered Paul and some other prisoners to one named Julius the Centurion. And, um, and they set sail. And verse 8 says, passing it with difficulty, we came to a place called Fair Havens near the city of Lycia. Now when much time had been spent, verse 9, and sailing was now dangerous because of the fast was already over, Paul advised them saying, men, I perceive that this voyage, watch this, Paul says, I perceive, who did he perceive that from? From the Holy Ghost. I perceive that this voyage 
will end with disaster and much loss, not only of the cargo and the ship, but also of our lives. Nevertheless, the centurion was more persuaded by the helmsman and the owner of the ship than by the things Paul spoke. Why? Because Paul was a prisoner. And because the harbor was not suitable for winter, because winter was setting in, the majority advised to set sail from there also if by any means they could reach Phoenix. You see, in those days, Arizona was underwater. No, I'm teasing. A harbor, this was a harbor of Crete, you know, I'm just playing. Opening toward the southwest and northwest and winter there. Verse 13. When the south wind blew softly, supposing that they had obtained their desire, putting out to sea, they sailed close by Crete. And then there was horrible weather and all bad stuff began to happen. Um, and on the third day, verse 19, on the third day, we threw the ship's tackle overboard with our own hands. Now, now, when neither sun nor stars appeared for many days and no small tempest beat on us, all hope that we would be saved was finally given up. But after a, a long abstinence from food, then Paul stood in the midst of them and said, here's Paul operating in the gift of faith. Men, you should have listened to me. Hmm. And not have sailed from Crete and incurred this disaster and loss. And now I urge you to take heart, for there will be no loss of life among you, but only of the ship. I mean, I'm telling you, there's a, maybe not a tsunami out there, but I mean, it's, it's rough and it's not good. And, and 99.9 of the ships that would find themselves in this kind of weather would, would be destroyed. But he said, but, but Paul is saying, out and through the gift of faith, he said, I urge you to take heart, for there will be no loss of life among you, but only the ship. All their stuff is going to be lost, but none of them. And the end result of this is that none of them were destroyed. See, so what happened was the gift of faith and operation in Paul took them through this thing unharmed. Took them through it unharmed. And that's what the gift of faith does, is, as I said to you, as I said to you earlier. Faith takes you through something. Miracles deliver, delivers you from something. The, the gift of the working of miracles delivers you from something. So the gift of faith receives a miracle where the working of miracles works a miracle. The gift of faith receives a miracle where the working of miracles works one. Now follow with me. John chapter 4. John 4 and 37. So that was the gift of faith in operation. Took them through something. Here we see in John chapter 4, starting with verse um, 30. John? No, it didn't. It's Mark 4. Wrong John. It's Mark 4 and 37. Well, look at verse 35. On the same day when evening had come, he said to them, Jesus did, let us cross over to the other side. 
And when they had left the multitude, they took him along in the boat as he was, and other little boats were also with him. And a great windstorm arose, and the waves beat into the boat so that it was already filling. So this is a huge storm. Another one on the Sea of Galilee here where they, where they could just totally be taken out. When I was on the Sea of Galilee in a ship just like that, I could only imagine what that would be like if there was any kind of a storm in, in those days. And, and our tour guide said, said to us that, that in that place at certain times of the year as winter is, is moving in, that um, storms are horrible there and, and ships get taken out all the time, even to this day. Ships get taken out if they, if they, so they're told not to go, and they, they, we were able to see the weather and what's coming and all those kind of things today. But if a ship gets out there, they still, even today, can be taken out because of the weather. So he said, a great windstorm arose, and the waves beat into the boat so that it was already filling. But he was in the stern asleep on a pillow, and they woke him, and they said to him, teacher, do you not care that we are perishing? Watch this. And he arose and did what? He rebuked the wind and said to the sea, Peace be still, and the wind ceased, and there was a great calm. Is that, is that a situation where a man, it was Jesus, but he was a man, speaking to a storm and commanding a storm to stop? Is that in, of the ordinary course of nature? No. It's, it's abnormal. It's not ordinary. That's, that's a working of, of that is the gift of the working of miracles in operation, and it's the creative power of God operating and flowing through a person to cause something to be altered in the ordinary course of nature. And that's what God wants to do through you. God wants you to understand these gifts, to understand Him, number one, and then understand the fact that He has given us these gifts, but they'll only work as He wills them to operate. And what it's going to do is cause people, people's lives, even whole nations, a whole boat, a whole bus, a whole ship, a whole church, a whole whatever, to profit when these gifts are in operation. And, and, and they're, not just, they're not just to operate through a select few. It's all the parts, all the different varieties of the parts and how they work. It's for everybody as God wills them. So as we're exercising our general faith in God, and we're exercising our ability to hear beyond our natural ears to our spiritual ears, it sets us up to be used by God with these gifts. And God wants you to be used. Can you say amen? So, the word, the word miracle in 1 Corinthians 12.10 that we read earlier, the, that, that word miracle there comes from, from the Greek word dunamis, meaning power, like comes from the word like dynamite, dunamis power. But it's actually translated acts of power. And so, what I wrote down here was that God has these acts of power to work through his people. And I want, you to, I want you to see in the book of Acts, just follow with me real quickly because I'm going to do this really fast. 
Let's start with Acts 5.12. And it says, And through the hands of the apostles, many signs and wonders... One translation says, many signs and wonders and miracles were done among the people. Many signs and wonders and miracles were done among the people. And this is just a few of them. Um, Chapter 6 and verse 8. And Stephen, full of faith and power, did great wonders and signs among the people. Chapter 8 and verse 5. Then Philip went down to the city of Samaria and preached Christ to them. And the multitudes with one accord heeded the things spoken by Philip, hearing and seeing the miracles which he did. Hearing and seeing the miracles in which he did. Chapter 15 and verse 12. Then all the multitude kept silent and listened to Barnabas and Paul declaring how many miracles and wonders God had worked through them among the Gentiles. Watch this. Then all the multitude kept silent and listened to Barnabas and Paul declaring how many miracles and wonders God had worked through them among the Gentiles. If God did signs and wonders and miracles through all these guys, God wants to do, because this is the same dispensation of time, God wants to do signs and wonders and miracles through us guys. Can you say amen? Amen? Now is the day. And the last one I want to show you, 1911. Now God worked unusual miracles. Not usual, not normal, not according to the normal course of of life. And God worked unusual miracles by the hands of Paul. And I'm telling you today, Paul was no special person. The Bible says, show honor to whom honor is due, and we do. Show honor to whom honor is due, and, and to respect people that have done something by faith. I'm telling you, this guy did some amazing things by faith. But I'm telling you, in God's eyes, God is no respecter of person. He is a respecter of people that do things by faith in him and confidence in him. He's no respecter of person. So the miracles that he worked through, the the gift of the working of miracles that the the disciples operated in on a day-to-day basis, same gifts are here and available for you and I as the Lord wills them for the profit of humanity. Amen? That's what we're here to do, and that's what we're here to accomplish in the name of Jesus. Um, So, the gift of the working of miracles is the acts of power, acts of the power of God flowing through you and me. And it's the same power that created the world. Genesis 1, and I just want you to look at these two verses. Genesis 1 and verse 2. Well, you've got to read verse 1. In the beginning, God created the heavens and the earth. Everybody say created. Okay, God created the heavens and the earth. The earth was without form and void. Darkness was on the face of the deep. 
Spirit of God hovered over the face of the waters. Then God said, let there be light. And there was light. So whatever God says to you in a given situation is what will cause an unusual situation to be disrupted by his power flowing through you. An unusual situation to manifest when he speaks to you to speak what he says is so because when he saw nothing, he didn't say, oh my gosh, it's nothing, what are we going to do? No, he saw nothing and said, light be and light was. So God's created us to learn how to think like him and be able to hear him so that when he wants to disrupt something, when he wants things to be disrupted in the natural realm, it can only be disrupted if it's a natural course. You know, the Bible says, and I was going to read this, but I'm, I'm not tonight. The Bible said that there was a time when the sun stood still. Sometimes it looks like to me it's standing still all the time. But there was a time when the sun stood still and, and, and went, and backed up. Is that unusual? That doesn't happen unless the creative power of God today in this dispensation of time comes through the mouth of someone created by God hearing from God. I'm not talking about trying to make that happen. They've heard from God. They know it's right. And it's you saying what God wants you to say. And it causes things to change and to happen. Listen. Creation is waiting for that to be real. All of creation, we read that on Sunday, all of creation is waiting for the manifestation of the sons of God in the earth. And listen, we're not sons of God, and all he gave us was just natural power. We're, we're sons and daughters of God, been given supernatural stuff, to make some supernatural interventions into natural things that appear that nothing can cause those things to change. I'm telling you, God of the Bible can, and I, I, he already has, and he will in situations if we submit to him and purpose to be used by him and hear him and then deliver what he tells us to deliver. He's not going to do it. He's already done it. Amen? You ever heard someone say... <laughs> Been that path, done that before, got the t-shirt, right? In other words, I'm not doing that anymore. God's saying to us, I got the t-shirt, done it, did all the stuff, now it's here for you. We got to submit to his plan and fulfill it. Amen? So, eeny, meeny, miny, moe. Um, so, write these down and you go read them, okay? Exodus 7, 12. An unusual manifestation where God disrupted something to free the children of Israel. Freed a whole nation because of the gift of the working of miracles in operation through Moses. 
toward Pharaoh. And it liberated a whole nation of people. 2 Kings chapter 6 and verse 1 says that, in verse 1 through 7, says that there was a story in the Bible where an axe head floated in water. Anybody ever seen an axe head float in water? No? It was, an, it was a beyond natural situation. And what happened was it caused a guy to become free of the debt he had to the person that he borrowed the axe from. Because the axe head floated, he got the axe head and was able to give it back to the guy. Hmm? God delivered. The story of the storm where Jesus delivered them on the Sea of Galilee. And then let's just read this one as, as we end. John 21. This is a great story. John 21. <clears throat> and verse 6. And he said to them, Jesus told his disciples they had gone fishing and things weren't happening and they were tired and wore out. And he said to them, cast the net on the right side of the boat and you'll find some. So they, they cast and now they were not able to draw it in because of the multitude of the fish. Therefore, therefore that disciple whom Jesus loved said to Peter, it is the Lord. Now when Simon Peter heard that it was the Lord, he put out his, he, he put on his outer garment, for he had removed it and plunged into the sea. But the other disciples came in the, the little boat, for they were not far from land, but, two, but about 200 cubits dragging the net with fish. Verse 11, Simon Peter went up and he dragged the net to the land full of large fish, 153, and although there were so many, the net was not broken. I mean, it was a, a ship-sinking, net-breaking bunch of fish in the net. Jesus, through the gift of the working of miracles, told them to cast on the other side, and they did. I mean, cast one side, cast the other side is not going to make much difference. You may get a few fish, but not a net-breaking bunch of fish. And what happened? Caused them to prosper. Hmm? Great blessing and prosperity came to him as a result of him hearing the voice of God, obeying, and doing what God told him to do. So, just some examples in Scripture of how important it is to understand this. And the Bible says, desire earnestly. In 1 Corinthians 12, 31, it says, desire earnestly spiritual gifts. 14, 1 says, desire earnestly spiritual gifts. In other words, go after them, covet them. Desire to have those gifts in operation. God didn't give us these gifts for them to just sit there and operate through someone else. God gave us these gifts as he wills them to operate through us so his creative power can cause things in the natural realm, in the natural realm, to change by a disruption from the spirit realm because of what we say and what we do. Amen? So I declare today, this is what I say over you, I say over us today, that we're a supernatural church filled with supernatural people doing supernatural things. How many can say, yay team? We are supernatural, we're a supernatural church filled with supernatural people doing supernatural things. That's what I want to be a part of. That's God's church that he is building that the gates of hell shall not prevail against.
Amen? Now, I want to say this over you tonight. Just close your eyes for a minute as we end and just receive this. As I say it, I want you to speak it and confess it. I'm a doer of the Word of God. Say it, say it after me. Say it again. I'm a doer of the Word of God. I walk in the Spirit. I don't react to my flesh. I give the devil no place in my life. I have authority over the enemy and nothing will hurt me and nothing will harm me. I am not moved by what I see because I walk by faith and not by sight. I increase in wisdom, stature, and favor with God and man. I'm established in righteousness. Oppression is far from me. And I fear nothing. I'm the head and not the tail. I'm above and not beneath. I'm blessed coming in and going out. And everything that I set my hand to is prospering. It is God's will for me to prosper. Say that again. It's God's will for me to prosper. I am the healed in Christ. Sickness and disease have no place in me. My body is a temple of the Holy Ghost. Greater is he that is in me than he that is in the world. When tomorrow comes, it will be the day that the Lord has made. I will rejoice and be glad in it. And something good is already prepared for me tomorrow. <laughs> In Jesus' name. Come on, someone shout amen. <clears throat> now listen, the power of the Word of God, as you confess that Word, you're taking it with you, you're putting it out there, you're walking into it. You know, you know they say the proper way to, to put like a, a certain type of cologne on you is to spray it and walk in it. Mmm, then you smell good. Spray it out here and then just walk into it. As you put the Word of God out there right now, just walk into that tomorrow in the name of Jesus.